Hi everyone, I hope your day has been great so far. I would like to happily announce that today we will be doing a Q&A with Sonia Kilkenny. Uh, welcome Sonia. Thanks uh, Annie. Some of you may know Sonia is the state member for the seat of Karen and we have her especially for today to answer some of our questions. Can we please firstly all give a round of applause for Sonia? Now, could I please hand over to Gus to take us through um, our program for today? Hello, hi Sonia. I'm Gus. I can't put my camera on because I'm going to take us through who is doing the questions and we'll just jump right into it. So, Kobe, do you want to ask your question? Hi. Why did you want to be a politician? Thanks, Kobe. And can I can I first just say hello to everyone? And also, I've got Raf here, as we were just saying before, and I wanted him to come along too because he's the same age as all of you guys. He goes to another primary school in the area. But first, I just wanted to say thank you all for putting up with this remote learning, flexible learning. And I know it's been pretty tricky and really hard and your teachers are working so hard to make this as good as they possibly can. So thank you everyone for, for all that you're doing. And I, it's, you're remarkable, you really are. So I'm so proud of you all, really, really proud of you all. Now, Kobe, sorry, you asked me, why did I wanna be a politician? Well, let's see. I think I knew a long time ago that I wanted to be in a role where I was helping people. So not necessarily a politician and, and um, it, it's about, I guess, working out what your skills are and what your interests are and then thinking how best can I use those to do what I want to do and that is to help people. And for me, that was about becoming an elected member for my local community. It's a great question. What about you? Do you want to be a politician, Kobe? Um, no. No. <laughs> Neither does Raf. <laughs> Great answer. Good question there, Kobe. Uh, Ziggy? Uh, what process did you have to go through to become our, our local member? Yeah, great question. So do you guys know about elections? So we have elections at a local council level. We have elections at a state level, which is what I am, and we have elections at a federal level. And if you want to run as a, a member for your local area, you put your hand up and then you're one of the candidates. You might be one of 10 candidates who are running for that position. So that, that's kind of the, the process that you go through. And then you run a really long campaign where you tell people what it is that you want to do and you tell people why they should vote for you. So for example, for me, I said when I first started running, I am running to be the local member for Karen because I want to see much more money invested in our schools. I want to see upgrades to our schools. I want to see a new Karen train station. Um, I want to see uh, level crossings removed. I want to see more money invested in um, renewable energy in environment, so things like that. So that's, you try to, to, to speak with as many people as possible 
and let them know why you're running and what you stand for, what do you believe in. But I can tell you, when I did my campaign, I went door knocking, house to house to house, talking to people. So knocking on their door and saying, hi, I'm Sonia and I'm running to be your member and this is what I stand for. So it was a long, long process, but one I'm really glad I did. Thank you. That was great answer again. Good question there, Ziggy. Uh, Rosa, do you just want to introduce yourself before you ask the question? Hi, I'm. my name is Rosa and my question is, what's the biggest change you've made for the community? So, Rosa, what do you reckon? What do you um, think has been a big change? The station. Yeah, actually, that's. I'm looking right at it now. So I, we're in the office at the moment and I'm looking out there. It's a big change and I think you're probably right. That's one of, one of the biggest things that we've done locally and certainly one you can see it's very very visible and um it's it's a, that is a very big change for the local community and i think as you probably know it, it wasn't without its challenges so people sometimes are a bit afraid of change and that's okay that's absolutely okay and you need to listen to them and listen to what their concerns are and why they might be a, a little bit fearful and talk to them and say okay well, what can we do to make it better? What can we do to this design to make it better? And then also explain to people why we're doing it. So one of the big reasons we removed the level crossing here at Carrum was because it was really dangerous. And we've had pedestrians who've been nearly hit by trains, but, but more importantly, we've had ambulances and fire trucks who get stuck on one side of the train tracks and can't get across to be able to get to where they need to go. And sometimes those few minutes or seconds can make a big difference. But what, what do you reckon of the train station? What do you think about it? Have you had a chance to have a look? Oh uh, yeah, um, I really like it. I think it looks really good. Yeah, yeah, it's looking, it's getting there, isn't it? It's not finished yet. There's still a lot of work to go, but I think, yeah, well, it's taken taken a long time to get to this point but but we're getting there and I think I think you guys when you find out a bit more about what's happening with the promenade you're going to be pretty happy with what's planned thanks 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 Rosa wow yeah you gave some really good points there great insight to that how that came along uh Mia hi Sonia my question is what was your funniest experience doing this job so we were talking about this last night and actually I was thinking, I can't think of a funny one, but then I remembered. And it was when I was at Parliament one day and the, um, have you heard of the Guide Dogs Association? Do you know, they're the one, they're the people who train those beautiful Labrador puppies and they become seeing eye dogs. Anyway, they brought into the Parliament all these puppies, these Labrador puppies that they were showing us and these puppies were going to be fostered for about a year and then they come back and if they've got the right personality and the right temperament they then are trained to become seeing eye dogs anyway they brought in all these beautiful puppies and we were getting photos with them and everything and all of a sudden they realized one of the puppies was missing and so it was then this hunt that we all had to race out of this the big federation room and go searching for this puppy and it had found food right down the end of the corridor and had gone into the cafe 
and um, had gone in behind these tables and we had to go in there. All the public was in there eating and everything and it was it was a beautiful moment where we actually found this missing puppy but it would have been a disaster for um, the poor organisation if they had to try to explain that they'd lost a puppy in Parliament. But it was a beautiful, beautiful morning. They're amazing dogs if you've ever seen them. Wow. That's chaotic. That's very funny. What do you think has been your best decision? Wow, that's a really good question. And do you know what? I think my best decision, not necessarily being a member of parliament, but your best decision is following your instinct, following your gut. And you know, sometimes when you've got to make a decision and you're a bit worried about whether it's the right one or the wrong one, sometimes it's a good idea just to, to sit back and have a think about it and go, wow, what 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 is what's my gut telling me? What am I going to do? And do you know what? This, your parents might not like this one, but I remember when I finished university and I had a choice of two jobs and um, one was going to work for a bank and another was going to work at university working with students. And my dad said to me, Sonia, go and take the bank job. And my gut said, no, go and work with the students. And so I did. I went and worked with the students and I reckon that was one of the best decisions I made because it put me on a different path where I went then and met all these amazing students, international students, and I got to travel and then go and meet them in their own countries. And um, it just opened up a whole new world for me that um, I possibly wouldn't have got had I gone straight into the bank. But anyway, it is about just follow follow, follow your gut and, and be confident in the decisions that you make. Wow, good, good answer. That's key, really good. Will... Um, hi, Sonia. Uh, I'm Will. Uh, my question is, um, how did becoming a local state member change you as a person? Yeah, great question, Will. I'm not sure it changed me. I think um, when you become a member of parliament, you realise that you have to do a lot of listening. You've got to meet with a lot of people. Um, I think I felt that it was the right choice that I'd made. As I said, I followed my gut. It was something that I wanted to do and uh, decided that I was going to go for it. And um, I think once you make a decision, the really important thing is go for it. So don't, don't do anything, you know, half-half. Once you make a decision, be confident in that decision and go for it. Great advice, Elise. What was the worst experience you have had while doing this job? Oh, what do you think? What's the worst experience, Ra? I've basically forgotten everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think there have necessarily been bad experiences. I think you have different experiences and you learn from experiences, like you learn from your mistakes. I think sometimes you realise when people hold a particular view, they can get very angry. And so I've sometimes had to deal with some really angry people. But I think whenever you meet angry people, sometimes it's worth remembering, you know, maybe there's something going on in their personal lives or there's something else that's really bothering them or you try to find out what their concerns are. And sometimes it's fear, like as I was talking about before, change. And so people are afraid of change. So it's talking to them to find out 
why why are you angry is there something we can do about it but i've certainly i've certainly had my fair share of dealing with angry people but there's always a way through there's always a way through thank you thanks good question elise annie yeah thank you gus hi sonia as mr mulcahy said i'm annie what feedback have you received from the Caram community about the new Caram station? Oh, well, great question. And that's why I was asking you what you guys thought of it. Do you know, um, the feedback has been pretty good. And I think it's because now, once you're able to get down here and enjoy it, you'll see that it's opened up the whole area. So I can now see straight across to all the shops over there. I'm looking at Burgled and Freddy's. And it's meant that once you're on the Station Street side, you can see straight through to the beach now. Because we've put the train line up in the air, it's opened up all that space underneath and there's all the grass that's been put in and all the trees that have been planted and they're going to grow. But, do you know, when, um, was it yesterday or Monday, I, I walked up to the, do you know, the beach bar here just to grab a coffee and this guy stopped me. And he said, Sonia, I owe you an apology. I went, oh, what for? And he goes, I um, was very, very opposed to the, the train going up and the new station. He said, but it's opened it up. And what's important is you can see people walking and enjoying the area and just coming out in their local community. Yeah. <laughs> he, still thought, he still thought the concrete was ugly. But I said, wait, wait for the plants to grow. And wait, we're getting some more artwork down here, the Aboriginal artwork. I don't know if you've seen Eel Race Road where the underpass is and the beautiful yeah. Aboriginal artwork that's gone on. Yeah, so there's going to be more of that happening as well. So there's lots coming. But I think most people are fairly happy with the project. I also have one more question for you. Have you ever made a decision and announced it to the community and then later on changed your mind about it? What? Do you know, I was thinking about this and I can't remember, I can't remember doing that. I think if I make, if I make big decisions to the community or I make big announcements, I want to, I want to be known for fulfilling those promises. Yeah. However, I think it's really important that you're always able to, to change your mind if more information becomes available or if you learn something. So never, never necessarily stick to one particular path. If, for example, something comes up, but what's a good example? So say, say you're going to put in a new bus service and you've decided it's going to run this particular way. You go, that's it, this is what we're doing. But then it becomes apparent that it's perhaps not picking up as many people as it could if it went a different way. So you need to listen to that and have a look at the information and go, right, you know, I got it wrong the first time. Let's change it and do this because it's going to benefit more people. And I think that's fine. Thank you. Yeah, great questions again, Annie. Love your work. Liv, do you have another question? You have a question? Hi, Sonia. I'm Liv. So my hi, Liv. Is, how many disagreements or problems have you had during COVID-19? Oh, so great question. Do you know I haven't I haven't had many disagreements or problems. I think most people just want information and they want answers to questions. 
in particular, they want to make sure they're just doing the right thing. So, you know, people ask me, am I allowed to go and visit my, my grandparents? And I say, unfortunately, you can't at the moment. We need to wait until restrictions ease. Or people might say, um, am I allowed to drive to Melbourne for the day? And you say, no, we, you can't do that either, unfortunately. But I think, yeah, most people just want to do the right thing and so just want to make sure that they've got the correct information. And often, I think probably we'll come to this later, but one of the main points in this role is about providing information for people. Mm. Yeah. And staying on the topic of COVID-19, Zara? Hello. Um, I'm not going to turn my camera on because I'm in a dark room right now. No worries. My question is, what work do you do in the community related to COVID-19 and the restrictions? Yeah, so that's a great question and that's just what I was talking about then. So one of the most important things you can do during this period is actually just make sure people have the information that they need and that people are supported. So we're, we're doing phone calls to the community at the moment. So we've got most people's phone calls, uh, phone numbers. So we'll call just to find out how you're going. Do you need anything? Do you have enough food? you need to go to the doctor, you feel supported, or do you just want someone to chat to? And so we're making those calls at the moment. We've done about 10,000 calls already. And it really is, we call them welfare check-ins, just to check that these people are okay. Typically, we're calling people who are sort of over 65, who, who may feel a bit alone at the moment. But really, it is about just making sure the community is connected, that they don't feel alone and that they've got the information they need and they know where to go if they need any support or sort of any any other help at all. Thanks, Thanks for that question. Yeah, very good questions are Eliana. Hi. Hi. What is the responsibility like being the local member of Karam? What's the responsibility? Yeah, that's another great question. Do you know sometimes it it feels like particularly at times like this where you have to be, you have to show leadership, you have to be calm because sometimes it can be a bit scary during these times not knowing what this virus is about or where it is. But you know what? I'm, I'm, I love doing this work because I love the community and that's why I do what I do and I love listening to the community and I love in particular hearing from you guys. I think it's so important to hear your views, to understand what you want. And in a minute, I'm just going to give you some examples of that because I want to just turn it on you guys and hear from you. But I think a, a good local member is someone who does listen to the community and responds to the community's needs. Yes, very, also very important question there. Georgia, I think you, I believe you have two questions. Thank you, Just. So who's your biggest, oh, competitor? biggest competitor? So, well, at the moment, I mean, I don't have one because I'm the, I represent everyone. But when, when an election is coming up, there'll be other people who will run against me who want the role that I've got as well. So that's when you find out who your competitors are. Typically, it'll be another political party or parties. They'll put up their own candidates as well to run. And that's great because 
that's what you want. You want a contest of ideas. And then what's important about the campaign is you get an opportunity to stand up there and say, this, this is what I believe in and this is why I'm asking for you to vote for me. So, you know, whether that's, as I said before, whether that's public education and schools or public transport, the environment, renewable energy, those kind of things. So you get up there and you say, this is what I believe in. Your competitor will say, this is what I believe in. And then you, you give it to the people to make their choice by voting about who they think is going to do the best job representing their local community and who best represents their values. And how nerve-wracking is it waiting to see if you're the one that got it? You know what? It's interesting. So the first time I ran, I only won by a few hundred votes and it took 12 days for them to finalise the count. And at the end, I was exhausted. So every day waiting and the numbers would go like this. I'd go ahead, then my opposition would go ahead, then I'd go ahead and it went for 12 days and it was gruelling. You might not remember it, but it was really tough. (laughs) The latest election, which was 2018, I won by a lot, a much bigger margin. And so I I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't nearly as nerve wracking. But it's, it's um, you know, you put yourself out there. It's like when you go for any position, it's a bit, it's a bit challenging. You put yourself out there and you're asking people to vote for you and then you've got to just leave it, leave it to everyone else to make that decision about who they think is best for the job. Wow, yeah, it's... Would be nerve-wracking over 12 days. I couldn't even imagine that. Is being a politician a fun job? Would you 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 consider it a fun job? (laughs) Well, I like staying here and eating cookies. That's the only benefit about this place. I think it's a fabulous job. I think that's an excellent question. I don't know if it's fun all the time. I don't think you'd want it to be fun all the time, but it has so many good elements to it. When, When you get to make decisions that help people and support people it's there's nothing better than that and when you can uh, help to bring about projects that are going to make the local community better more vibrant uh, just a better place to be then it's it's a fabulous role but I think you can find fun in all kinds of roles and um, you know I just I gosh encourage all of you to to look for fun but also remember, if you've got fun, there's going to be times where it's not fun, that it is hard work as well. But that's what makes the fun times so good. Yeah, that's a good answer. And I think we're coming towards the end. This will be our last question. What has been your biggest challenge? Another really good question. I think often the biggest challenge is having to make decisions that you know not everyone is going to agree with. And that's what happens in life. There are always times where you make a decision that is going to impact people in different ways. And whilst you know not everyone is going to like it, you know that you need to to push on with these decisions. And the good example is with the, the level crossing removal here and the elevated rail. I know there were a lot of people who who didn't want to see this, who didn't want this happening here, but I knew that it was a good decision and a right decision and that if I kept working through it and kept talking to people and explaining what we were doing here 
and how it was going to look and how many trees we were going to plant, 80,000 trees and the artwork we're putting in, that eventually people would begin to understand it. They still may not necessarily like it or accept it, but understand it and recognise that sometimes we need to do these things for the greater good. And what I mean by that is that it benefits more people than it disadvantages. And sometimes you have to make those difficult decisions in politics, in business, in education, wherever you might be. So it's a really, really good question. Now, one thing I wanted to just flag with all of you, because I know that was the last question, and I want to thank you all. They were really considered fantastic questions. You obviously thought a lot about it, and I'm just delighted to be able to chat to you today. But one of the things that I love to do is to hear from students about things you'd like to change or new things you'd like to see in your area. And I'll give you an example. Um, I also represent Karen Downs. And a young student contacted me after we did a similar class like this, although we were in person. And he said to me, you know what, you said, you said I should contact you, Sonia, if I wanted to see some change in the community. He goes, I'd like to see a, a new skate park at Sandfield Reserve. And I said, okay, let's work on it. You give me the project, you tell me what it's going to look like. And that was about two, two, three years ago. And about four weeks ago, we opened the new skate park at Sandfield Reserve. And it was because of that young student who came up with this idea and said, I think this is important for the community. I think that the young people need this skate park and I wanna see it happen. And I said, right, well, I'm gonna work with you and we're gonna see what we can do. I can't promise that we'll always get these things, but I think it's really important that if you see a need for something or you wanna see a change, come and talk to me or come and talk to your teachers about it and we'll see if we can work together. And I'll give you one more example. When we were doing the level crossing project, I had a young, um, she was in sixth grade. Her name was also Mia, so similar Mia. She was in sixth grade. And I said, I want you to sit on this committee with all these adults and I want you to tell me what you'd like to see here at the level crossing removal project. And she said what she'd love to see are the, all these water features in the promenade. And these water features, she said, would be like in the ground and that when you step on it, all this water comes up. So guess what? That's what we're going to have down here at the promenade. I thought it was a fabulous idea. So in summer, you can go down there and play in the, all these water features. And I thought what a, what a great idea, a beautiful, simple idea, but I think it'll bring a lot of joy for a lot of people. And I wouldn't have thought of that. I'm not a sixth grader or a fifth grader, she was then. Uh, but it was her idea and now I think there's going to be a lot of kids who are really going to enjoy coming down here in summer to play in this, these water fountains. So anyway, what do you reckon about that? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> you know what? You can let me know. You can let Mr Mulcahy know as well if there's anything, any ideas you've got for some changes we can do down here or things you'd like to see, we can have a chat about it. But remember, that's, and I think that's what's important about sort of politics and being members of parliament is that we want to hear from you in particular. You tell us what you think will make our local community, our environment better. That might just about wrap it up. I think we'll probably come up with some ideas that we can let you know about later. But uh, for now, thanks so much, Sonia and Raf, for taking the time out of your day to uh, give us an insight of what it's like to be a state government representative. 
and I'm sure we've all learned a lot and we have a lot to take away from this. So thanks. thanks. Thanks, everyone. And again, keep up the great work, won't you all? You're doing a fantastic job with a wonderful teacher there, Mr Mulcahy. But keep it up. I'm really, really proud of you and I look forward to hearing your ideas from you. So thanks all. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.